0: Thank you very much. I feel it's a great privilege to be here on this first time back and uh, I thought you'd appreciate seeing a tie and a jacket. And I do want to say a very big thank you to so many people for cards and letters, and text messages, and love, and flowers, and particularly prayers, I'm quite sure that the praying of Christian friends has been instrumental in keeping me on an even keel over recent times. Prayer is vitally important, and it's with prayer that I want to start what's on my heart for today. We read in Luke's Gospel of a time when Jesus was praying Apparently, as so often on his own, although his disciples must have been nearby, because when he finished, one of them said, Lord, teach us to pray. The more familiar version is in Matthew 6, verses 9 to 13. And we note that Jesus begins, this then is how you should pray, not what. Not these exact words necessarily, but something with this kind of order Now, some people are quite open and honest about prayer. They will say, I only pray to God when I need something. But Jesus says the priority is not givers or even forgivers. We have to be ready always to put Father first, to hallow, to honor, to glorify, to exalt His name. And then we're to pray for the kingdom the wide and long vision of the king's dominion, his strong and gentle government being increasingly evident all over this planet that he has given us to inhabit and care for. And so it's your kingdom come, and your will be done, just as we know it happens in that invisible but not remote place that we call And it's only within that big picture, that kingdom picture, that our need for daily bread and forgiveness and avoidance of temptation come into focus. We remember, don't we, how Jesus himself, at the critical moment of greatest psychological pressure in Gethsemane, came to the point where he could set aside his own physical preferences, his own comfort, and say, Father, your will, not mine, be done. And one reason for that composure under extreme pressure is this. Jesus knew that his destiny was bound up with the kingdom rule of God. And the same is true for every believer, every follower of Jesus. Our destiny is bound up with the king's dominion. His government, his rule. You see, your destiny is not determined by your history, your parentage, your upbringing, unless you allow it to be. When you submitted your life to the Lord Jesus, as I hope you have, there was a a cutting off at the moment of baptism of all the negatives of the past. You and I were given, as it were, a new DNA. And we were released into a whole new dimension of life. Kingdom life. Charles Darwin was obsessed with the origins of different species. I'm more concerned with destinies than with origins. And The destiny of this world is a kingdom of righteousness, of peace and joy, of abundant blessing when that final interlocking takes place between heaven and earth. In fact, as Revelation shows us, it's a new heaven and a new earth filled with the glory of God's presence and God's people from every generation of the faithful. And every day that you and I live is a day nearer to that fulfillment, that consummation of all things that we read about in the New Testament. Every day, therefore, is a kingdom day. Every day I can get up and say with conviction, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because the kingdom is already here in a measure. Evidence of the king's activity is all around us if we have eyes to see and ears to hear. God's kingdom rule is here, though not yet in its fullness. That's why some people are healed and others are not. God's rule established partly here and now, completely later. And every day that I live determines my future destiny. Yes, my past affects what I am today, but it's my choices today, my prayers today, my actions today, my kingdom awareness today that will determine my destiny. And that's why every day is important. They said that the 18th of January was Blue Monday. Any euphoria left over from Christmas had dissipated. The bills had mounted up. The weather was a mixture of frost and fog and floods. And uh, January still had long hours of darkness, of course. And this year we were still... Shackled by the Covid lockdown blue Monday Well, if you go along with that kind of thinking let me recommend an alternative blessed Monday And not just one Monday in January But every Monday and every Tuesday and every Wednesday and so on every month We must not allow the media the social media to drag us down to a low mindset You and I were created and born again so that we could soar on eagles' wings. We could run with perseverance. We could walk in the light. We could stand on the kingdom promises of our Father. Did you realize that you can soar and run and walk and stand all at the same time? That's kingdom life. The French have two words for day. Jour and journée. Jour just means a date on the calendar. Journée means the stuff, the things that happen in a day. Oh, what a day I've had, we say. So when the psalmist says, teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom, he isn't saying just count them. He's saying reckon them in the right way. See each day of 16, 18 waking hours as a blank canvas with all the possibilities of how we can use them. Now, for some, I know, most of those hours are already spoken for. If you have a job, a family, various responsibilities. But just because those hours are spoken for doesn't mean that they have to be mundane or dull routine. Each new day is a kingdom day. And the king himself is interested always in your responsibilities and routines. If you can view them through the lens of kingdom potential, that can transform even the most ordinary day into something that brings glory to the king. When my Gwen was increasingly restricted by motor neuron disease, more than one person said to me, it's awful for her, but it must be hard on you as well. And I'll admit there were times when it felt like that. But one day, God showed me very clearly a better way of looking at that situation. God said clearly to me, I could name you 20 people who would count it a privilege to look after your Gwen for just one day. And you had that privilege every single day. And that made all the difference. And now it's a new chapter for me. Those demands on my time are gone. I'm a free agent, even within the the COVID limitations. So each day really is a blank canvas, and I can choose how I'm going to use those hours at my disposal. And amongst all the movie channels on my TV, I'm sure there'll be a Western every afternoon if I want to watch that, or I could watch Sky Sport nonstop. That's a possibility, but you'll be pleased to know that I choose not to do either of those things. Paul writes in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, <clears throat> excuse me, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. And Let me read you those verses in the J.B. Phillips translation. Live life then with a due sense of responsibility, not as men who do not know the meaning and purpose of life But as those who do. Make the best use of your time, despite all the difficulties of these days. Don't be vague, but firmly grasp what you know to be the will of the Lord. That could have been written for people in a pandemic lockdown. And what happens is this. As I set my course each day to seek first God's kingdom purpose... I have the reassurance that I'm not on my own. There are others round about, some nearby, some across the world, doing exactly the same thing. Their lives may be very different from mine, but they're also followers of Jesus right across the world, also committed to seeing his kingdom rule more and more visible day by day. That's what we call church. All of us doing our bit and doing our best with the help of the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament gives us a great example of exactly this kind of thing. Nehemiah's calling to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. He went back to Jerusalem with the attitude that he was going to fulfill what God had commissioned him to do, whether or not others joined him. But once he explained the task and the reasons for it, he found others more than willing to stand with him and to work alongside him. And it's beautifully described how they each built their own section of the wall, and together they got the job done. Church is kingdom people, followers of Jesus, committed to making each day and each task count for the kingdom, all of us disciples. Now, some are called to specific leadership roles, such as apostle or elder or teacher, But like Nehemiah, those leaders can't do it on their own. They need you and they need me. To coin a phrase, we're all in this together. There was a promise delivered by Moses under the Old Covenant. We find it in Deuteronomy 33. It was this. As your days, so shall your strength be. Or in the NIV, your strength will equal your days. And given that the new covenant has better promises than the old, as we read in Hebrews, we can ask for nothing less than the necessary strength of mind and body and will to do what each day demands of us. You and I can believe God for a supernatural dimension of strength for each day's needs. Years ago, the rendering on the side of my house needed repainting. We didn't have much spare cash in those days, so in the school holidays, I borrowed someone's extension ladder, bought some tins of paint, and a special brush for painting rough surfaces. Now you need to understand that a professional decorator these days would erect scaffolding to do a job like that. You also need to understand that David Rayner on top of a ladder is not very good. Top of a mountain, no problem. But on a ladder, I'm hugging, even now, the ladder all the way up. And once I've got my feet steady on the highest rung I dare stand on, then, of course, I avoid reaching too far to the side with my brush. So what I did on each step, as I climbed that triple extension ladder, I was saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things over and over as I climbed and I got the job done I asked God and he supplied the strength I needed day by day to complete the task folks we're not playing games are we there's a world to be won there are nations to be saved there's if you like a godly pandemic of kingdom life that needs to be spread everywhere and we have been called and chosen to play a part in that grand endeavor. I want to finish with some verses from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. They are words of encouragement, but as always with Paul, he isn't blind to the problems and the weaknesses faced by the people to whom he was writing. Incidentally, somebody's counted the number of times Paul refers to his own weaknesses in the letters we have in the New Testament i wonder if you'd like to guess how many times well the answer is 22 amazing but he writes here about having the treasure of god's presence and power in jars of clay or earthen vessels and verse 7 tells us why to show that this all surpassing power is from god and not from us we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed but not in despair persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And twice in the chapter, he says, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. The second time, verse 16, he goes on to say, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen for what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal and that's God's kingdom and you and I can play our part in making our invisible God's kingdom increasingly visible in our generation because every day is a kingdom day Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you told your followers to seek first God's kingdom. You taught us to pray for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done on this earth. And I pray for every person hearing my voice right now that we will see the potential of each day as a kingdom day. I pray that we will be committed every day by our praying, our words and our actions to seeing the invisible glories and blessings of heaven become increasingly a visible reality in this realm of earth. I pray for those whose circumstances are tough that they will find that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. And may your church across the world stand and shine like a beacon of hope to point the nations to Jesus, our lovely Lord Saviour and King, we ask it in his name. Amen.